0: Welcome to the Good Friday edition of the St. George's Rod and Staff podcast, the official podcast of the St. George the Martyr of Kales River Parish, which includes St. Monica's and St. Mark's, which I have omitted to give welcome to in the past, and I apologize for that. I am joined, as always, by the Venerable Rodney Whiteman, the, the parish leader. <laughs> and Father Rodney, over to you.
1: Good morning, Lindsay. The Lord is with you. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Good day, faithful people of God. COVID-19 still haunts the corridors of our daily existence. I prayfully trust that you are doing well and being creative with a new way of being. Our worship through this period enabled us to walk with Jesus to the cross with our hearts panting for the day of resurrection amidst the destructive presence of the coronavirus. We are called to be prayerful, be faithful, be trusting, be humble, be mindful. Be compliant, be caring. Let us pray. Almighty Father, hear our prayer and look with mercy on your family, the Church, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was ready to be betrayed into the hands of sinners and to suffer death on the cross who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I invite you now to place on a table an open Bible to light a candle and to place a cross. As you do this, we are entering into a moment of silence. In the silence, you will hear music played to the words of the hymn Ancient Words. This is chosen to help us enter into the liturgy of the word. Where we will focus on some readings from Isaiah.
2: Holy
3: words,
1: words of Scripture in this ancient words M, starts in off
2: with world, these words.
1: They holy words
2: with God's long
1: reserved for, for our world, They resound in God's Words of life, words of hope. Liturgy of the Word. Our prayer book gives this introduction. God speaks through the scriptures of his saving love for humanity and creation. I invite you with me to read from Isaiah 52 verse 13 to chapter 53 verse 12. But for our purpose, we will only read verse 4, 2 and verse 6. Surely he was, has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Hear the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
1: Some words from the text for reflection. This reflection takes part, takes uh, place in with two ideas. One, the human condition. In the words read. We hear of infirmities which are related to us. Diseases. Tells us of how we as humans go astray from God. How we so easily reject God's way and choose our own. And how our iniquities have negative influences. It's important to note That the writer says our infirmities, our diseases. If we are going to be open to the reality of the resurrection and the crucifixion, we must own our condition. As Christ in solidarity with us owned our condition. What did he do? According to Isaiah. He was the one. Who bore our infirmities. He is the one. Who carried. Our diseases. He embraced us. With all of this. And then he experienced. Being stricken. And struck down by God. Even afflicted. In other words. Why has God allowed this? And on him. God laid iniquity. So as we continue to journey to the cross, in the cross this is what we see Jesus doing for all of humanity and all of creation in order to confirm his saving love for all of us.
0: So, was Isaiah referring, who was he referring to at this stage?
1: The he in the story is seen as the servant of God. That's the kind of title given to um, these narratives in Isaiah. And... Would the servant of God be some special person coming? Did it have any idea that it was the Messiah? Um, Did Isaiah write with that hope in mind that someday God was going to ensure somebody would bring about deliverance for God's people? Mm. When we read Isaiah from the viewpoint of the resurrection and and Pentecost, We then begin to make the relation that, for us, he is actually referring to Jesus. Yeah. For us, all of what he's saying is experienced in Jesus. Even though, from a Jewish point of view, that may not have been acceptable. But perhaps Mm. the person of the Messiah, but just who is that? And right now, many... Jews are still waiting for the Messiah to come. Yeah. For the Christians, Isaiah's um, servant, which is called servant songs, hmm. give us an incl- inclination that he probably was speaking about Jesus in a way that he never even perhaps even understood, but what he longed for and hoped for.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's very interesting because there's there's obviously the the waiting to rebuild the temple, and that's reflected again because I mean, all of our faith journeys are interconnected. I, I believe that quite strongly. Um, where a lot of Christians are, are just kind of waiting for the return of of Christ, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, or going to heaven.
0: Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I think what what you use the word rebuild, and I think that's the crucial thing. During the slavery, people were totally scattered, Mm. um, uncertain. What did faith mean? What was holding on to the temple mean? Should they just allow themselves to be caught up and encapsulated by the foreigner who came to rule over them? Mm. So what was the, the servant of Isaiah going to do? He was going to help us rebuild. Uh, rebuild our lives. But first, we have to acknowledge that we ourselves have fallen away from God. Mm. So he dealt with what was very important, the broken relationship with God and the brokenness of sin within us. As he carries that for the sake of our redemption, we are able then through a new lens, begin to see um, how God wants to reconstruct our lives again. So that's a, a, a great message for us now. Not none of us know right now what the future looks like mm. when the present is COVID nineteen. We are exercising our faith as this uh, seemingly dark Lord has, um, you know, come across the earth in ways that he has, and every morning you. You rise up and you see another 100, 200 added to the, infect, the people that have been infected across the globe, and it's, it's shattering. Mm. So what would life look like after COVID-19? What? How, there's no doubt about it that the world has got to start over again. Reconstruction is necessary. We can't go back to what we understood to be normal. And who's going to help us with this? Are the politicians going to help us? Will the churches help us? We all have a role to play, yes. But who gives us the hope to begin to do that? And so we look forward to, as I mentioned earlier, the day of resurrection. Because the day of resurrection says, in God we have the capacity now to start creatively working together to rebuild ourselves in the future.
0: Mm. There was just something um, just before we conclude this section that sprang to my mind now um, where obviously the, the events of Good Friday then happened on over Passover. Yeah. And if you go back to what Passover really celebrates is when the Angel of Death came and snatched the firstborns except for those of God's chosen people and who had painted their, their doorposts with the the blood of the sacrificial lamb. And it's, it's just, it's very poignant that like Jesus goes as the, the Paschal lamb and those who then follow that or go to the father through him will have the angel of death passed over them. And yeah, it's, it's just weird that there's no, (laughs) there's, there's no, God against, G-A-U-R-D, <laughs> G- uh-huh. uh, yes. against um, the current angel of death that is that is coming amongst us now.
2: Mm. I think the
1: God against it is um, what I tried to say earlier on. What are we called to be at this time? The little um, section I, I, I called to be prayerful, faithful, trusting, humble, mindful, compliant, and caring. These are some of the things we learned and can learn um, to try and say, you know, whilst we can't conquer this with a with a vaccine which is still in the process of being discovered, there are other things we can do and we can do together uh, even though we are in isolation uh, because of the the opportunities of communication. and so whilst we may not physically need to slaughter a sheep and put the blood on our on our, what's this, on our doorposts, what we do know is that our Lord Jesus um, died on Calvary's cross and his blood has already given us the sense that we have victory over death, even if we have to die, because we will die. but we live with the hope of the resurrection all the time.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a fitting conclusion to this section.
1: Let us pray. Lord God, the text says you struck down your servant and placed on him the iniquity of us all. The cross is evidence of this. The human condition seems hopeless. Thank you for sending Jesus to bear the burden of our sins upon him and made him our savior. We have no capacity to save or heal ourselves. Forgive us for the illusions we create to suggest we can. Our hope is in you. You became for us the crucified God. We can now celebrate that he was wounded for our transgression crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole. By his bruises we are healed. We confess that we have strayed from your righteous way and followed the disastrous paths of sin. We again look to the crucified one and at his wounds oozing out redemptive blood to cleanse us from our sins and to protect us from its eternal Consequences. We look at his face and hear him pray to you, Father, on our behalf. Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. We are humbly grateful for your mercy and forgiving love. We now enter into a time of silence, and the music that will be playing in the background is Dion Moon's. Our Father, hear our prayer. The reason that I chose this was that it will lead us into the general general um, intercessions that the church makes on Good Friday, and He interlinks this with the Lord's Prayer as well. So let us move into silence as we hear
2: the song being played. Hear our prayer. We are your children and we've gathered here today. We've gathered here to pray, hear our cry Lord we need your mercy and we need your grace today, yes we do. Hear us sound.
1: we come to what the church is called to do all the time, be a community of prayer. Now, prayer book, this introduction is given for the general intercession. The church is called to pray for the whole human race for whom Christ died. I've chosen the psalm and the New Testament reading to focus on the general intercession. Psalm 31, verse 22 says, But you heard the voice of my supplication when we cried to you for help. And Hebrews 10, which you can read, um, the phone call coming through. <laughs> Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, By the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us approach him with a true heart in full assurance of faith. With our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. In the reflection, I ask the question, what is and why do we have to pray? The texts help us to see a little bit about the nature of prayer. In prayer, there is a voice, and the voice carries our supplications to God. In prayer, we cry, so emotion is also attached to prayer. We recognize in prayer our need for God's help. And we are able to pray because Jesus, through the outpouring of His blood, makes it possible, as the Hebrew writer says, to come with confidence in His name, to enter the sanctuary. When we pray, we enter into a sanctuary with God, for ourselves and on behalf of others. And as we pray, We approach God with a a true heart in full assurance of faith. Hearts that are open to ongoing sprinkling of cleanness from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water as the blood of Christ flowed from the cross for us. Jesus is the great high priest in the text of Hebrew. Mm. He calls us to pray in the house of God. We know from the gospel readings that Jesus is the one who teaches us to pray. So we have the great prayer called the Paternoster, our Father. We also understand from the texts that God hears us, God is open, awaiting our words, our gestures. Um, our groans for prayer. God stands ready in all circumstances as our helper. Sin is the most destructive virus that wounds and kills the human soul. Jesus has come to sprinkle clean our very hearts and the center of our being.
3: Mm.
0: it's important to always consider who the book of Hebrews was written for because the jury is still out on who wrote it
1: (laughs) yeah the jury is still out on on who wrote it Yeah, Um, but somebody obviously that knew about the Hebrew understanding and also Hmm. understood how the christian movement would fit into all of that so it does show us that our christian roots lie in judaism
0: mm. but it was also written to an audience that was like stuck between moving on or transitioning into christianity or falling back on on judaism which is yeah it's a, it's an interesting I mean, at that moment in history, I'm not exactly sure. Like, there's such a lot of unknowns. We can only draw evidence from, like, the the Greek that it was written in, um, like, about where it took place in history. But, yeah, there there just seemed to be a lot of uncertainty, and there were a lot of people moving away from all sorts of um, faith understandings and just kind of forging their own path.
1: Yeah. When, when, when um, we become a little bit more cosmopolitan, mm. um, we hear things in our cultural uh, engagements that would necessarily sound good and helpful for our own. So, we are being informed all the, all the way, the, the newer ways or other ways of thinking about life from other people as we engage people. So how do we hold on to the foundations of our faith even though we may explore the expressions thereof in a different context and in a different way? So what are the foundations of, of the faith that we, we, we cannot just let go of? You know, you spoke about your Roman Catholic uh, catechistic teachings and, and, mm. and, and how important they form the structure, not just of what you believe, but also how you critique your faith going forward Mm. in order to grow and not stagnate because a foundation. uh, If I got my um, thing about building construction right, foundations are alive. They move Mm. uh, because the planet is alive and moves. So so we're not stuck. Even though we are firm, we are not stuck. Yeah. and it's possible, apparently possible, that one of the persons who could have been the writer is Apollos, who was a, a very a brilliant um, man intellectually and also by faith. And he was taught the faith by um, Priscilla and Aquila, um, husband and wife uh, team, mm. uh, to embrace uh, Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so, although there's no def- definite Definite um, um, understanding that he is the writer. He is one of the possibilities, apparently. So pe- people can explore that um, in the Internet to see what, what comes up around that as ag- argument as well. Mm. But um, w- what is brilliant about the Hebrew passage is the way it starts. Because it tells us, in the past, God spoke in these ways. But now God is speaking to us in this way. Mm. And so he, 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 he relates. That it's God who's speaking, but the, the medium of his message to us comes not just through a prophet, but comes to us definitely through his redemptive son, um, which is far more personal in a way than a medium like the the, the prophet speaking, mm. uh, jo- John's description of Jesus is the Word made flesh. So, um, and and I and I I think just that opening itself gives us an understanding that his main thesis in informing the people is who is Jesus, how does he mm. relate to the prophets, and that it's the same God speaking through him that mm. spoke through the prophets of old. So I think that's a a very important part of understanding Hebrews for me. What I just want to say, you know, sometimes we do um, get stuck in who wrote it and and so on. But I, I, in my biblical studies, have learned something precious. Mm. Every every document we have in Scripture hasn't just been the work of one person under the inspiration of God, but rather a community of people. Mm. Who, who, who at the end had to edit the document to ensure that it was giving vent to what they'd be inspired to write about the, the story of Jesus. And I think when it's in a, in a, in a community setting where the community took responsibility for the document, for the work of, of proclamation, mm. um, that gives me a better sense of the fact that you know, we're not just listening to one person's experience, one person's um, wisdom, which is valuable in the community, not in isolation to the community.
0: Yeah, that's that's a valid point. I mean, as a as a man of the media, um, you often like as a magazine editor, you you have your your mission that you want to achieve with each with each issue and you set out an entire plan and you commission writers and then you kind of knock it all into the shape that you envisioned it as like be it rewriting certain things or um yeah just fact checking and arguing with writers and stuff and yeah it's important that it's always uh, it's uh, why i'm why i'm struck by this is um as in in my own personal philosophies i've always turned against those who who use the word of scripture and like follow it entirely as the, the word of God passed down through like one single person because it's like that that's not how these books come together
3: <laughs> mm, <laughs>
0: you know but yeah. the way you've explained it now is actually a, a very it's, it's, it's quite contrary to the way I've always seen it and I appreciate that, that you've opened my mind to, to that perspective
1: my pleasure <laughs> shall we Yeah. So let let us pray. Lord God, as we face the trial of COVID-19, which does cause death, so we recall the infectious and deadly reality of sin eroding the human soul and distorts the human mind. So we pray for the human community before the cross, We pray for the one holy catholic and apostolic church of Christ throughout the world. That by your spirit the church is guided and made holy. We pray for the nations of the world and the peoples of the earth. Faithful and compassionate God, kindle we pray in every heart. The true love of peace. We remember all who suffer. Faithful and compassionate God, The comfort of all who sorrow the strength of all who suffer hear the cry of all who call on you in any trouble we pray for all who do not believe the gospel of christ for those who have never heard the message of salvation faithful and compassionate god you create the love of the peoples of the earth may your good news be so lived and proclaimed Then, Lord, we commit ourselves to you and pray for the grace of a holy life. God, our refuge and strength, accept the fervent prayers of your people. Bring to fulfillment your plan for all creation. In so doing, we then conclude with prayer the time of COVID-19, remembering the infected and the affected, those who are recovering, those who have died, those who are medical staff, security staff, government, and those who work in labs for a vaccine. So I encourage you to pray with me. Author of Life, Healer of the Nations, grant us courage to face our trial, wisdom to find relief faith to live responsibly, grant us your salvation, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. As we approach the veneration of the cross, we enter through silence. and The music that you will hear as you reflect and become still before God is, O Divine Redeemer, And the birds are very beautiful, which you will find in the liturgy I will send. It starts with words, Turn me not away. Receive me though I am unworthy. Hear thou my cry, O Divine Redeemer. A very important part of Good Friday is the solemn adoration of Christ crucified. It's a devotion centered on the cross, the symbol of Christ's redeeming death. And I do need to say, it's not worshiping idols. It's a symbol that points us to the crucified Savior. Symbols remind us and point us the way we don't worship symbols so the cross on your table if you would rise it raise it up as we say these words behold the cross on which hung the savior of the world come let us worship then we read the passion of our lord according to john and it reads from verse 18 Verse 1 to 1942. I've chosen for our purpose the 36th verse of chapter 18 and the 24th and 30th verse of chapter 19. Jesus is answering Pilate My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But it is, my, But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it. Let us cast lots for it to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves. For my clothing they cast lots. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head. Gave up his spirit. The two points I want to um, consider in reflection is the kingdom of God and worldliness. My understanding from the text, Jesus is saying that his kingdom is a kingdom of non-violence. It's also a kingdom that does not embrace earthly values of what kingdom means. His kingdom is beyond the standards of worldliness and its foundations are not from the earth. His kingdom does have followers, followers who have been shaped, formed and informed and even transformed by the person and teaching of Jesus who comes Right at the beginning of gospel, of the gospel of Mark. To preach the kingdom of heaven's nearness and presence in the world. Hmm. When we look at the texts that we have, Jesus, uh, Jesus's clothes become an issue. We've had incidences in our own country where somebody who was who had an accident at night. And who is busy dying, people come and steal their possessions. Here at the foot of the cross, he is scarcely dead, and they are already dividing his only possessions in theft. Sadly, in the world there's often no respect for the dying. Particularly those who have been marginalized. We in the world love gambling that's not necessarily gambling uh in the sense of taking a gamble but it's about monetary rewards Mm. and we do have a tendency of divisiveness those, those are the reflections yeah these words that i then i think just in conclusion the incredible words of jesus it is finished his kingdom task on earth is fully concluded
0: yeah even for someone with with my sensibilities um, like the the only historical fact that goes without question is that Jesus was crucified yeah. um, and just for for that to be as indisputable as it is it's 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 quite quite profound as a as a moment in history um, there's obviously debate about around why he was crucified and there's yeah there's a lot of arguing texts that have been discovered but yeah the fact that Jesus Jesus was crucified is is historical fact and that's pretty much the only thing I can add to your to your dissection
1: and perhaps just to say you know um, for, for us in this clever world we're living in that there's, there's a beautiful phrase that says it is the most defining moment in all of history and so I would encourage you again to lift up the cross on your table the words we will say is behold the cross on which hung the savior of the world come let us worship and we further worship God as we listen to a poem called lead me to the cross by Janet Martin Across the darkened plains of woe, A voice rings, God, forgive! What they do, how can they know? Because he died, I live. The hand that touched and healed the weak, is pierced with cruel nail. Yet love pours from each word he speaks. O oh, Father, not my will. The arms that drew the children near are spread in agony. From his eyes flow holy tears as Jesus dies for me. Here is the perfect Son of God beneath man's heartless blows. As earth receives redemption's flow flood In colors of the rose. And as the scarlet blood drops fall, the seed of hope is born, amazing grace for one and all, from limbs so bruised and torn. Lead me to the blood-stained cross, pour out my sin and pride. All that I give is counted loss, As I see him who died. Lead me to the arms of love. Where freely he forgives. And seals my place in heaven above. Because he died. I live. Behold the cross. On which hung the savior of the world. Come. Let us worship. As we focus on the cross, the reproaches are prayed. My people, what wrong have I done to you? How have I offended you? Answer me. Through baptism, I led you from slavery to freedom. But you lead your Savior to the cross. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and just, have mercy upon us. I led you through the wilderness. I fed you with the bread of life, manna from heaven. But you lead your Savior to the cross. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and just. Have mercy upon us. I planted you as my fairest vineyard and grafted you into the one true vine. I gave you the water of salvation, but you give me gall and vinegar to drink and leave me thirsting upon a cross. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and just, have mercy upon us. I gave you a royal sceptre, but you gave me a crown of thorns. I raised you up to newness of life, but you raised me high upon a cross. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and just, have mercy upon us. What more could I have done for you? I gave you my peace and my truth, but you fight in my name and divide my church. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and just, have mercy upon us. I come in your brother and sister, hungry, yet you give me no food, thirsty, yet you give me no drink. A stranger, you do not welcome me. Naked, and you do not clothe me. Seek and prison, you do not visit me. Holy God, holy and merciful, holy and just, have mercy upon us. We adore your Christ and we bless you by your holy cross. You have redeemed the world. God of our redemption, abundantly bless your people who have devoutly recalled the death of Christ. Grant us forgiveness, renew us,
2: strengthen
1: our faith, and increase in us the fullness of life. We ask this through Christ our Savior. Amen. Amen. Lindsay will now join me as we sing. The old rugged cross. Verse 1, and the chorus and you will complete it. Once we've done that, he will then incorporate into the background music as an ending mm. the words again of O Divine Redeemer.
2: On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. And exchange exchange it some day for a crown. crown. And exchange it some day for a crown. God bless you all.